Welcome to I Am Ethos, a podcast about self-discovery, inspiration, and uplifting real-life stories from extraordinary people. Each week, we deliver the best inspirational stories and tips on how you can live an extraordinary life. Now here's your host, Joe Willow-Rose. Like countless others, I read the famous book, The Power of Now, about spiritual enlightenment by Eckhart Tolle. At first, I had a really hard time deciphering what it all meant. The concept of the book was very new to me, and I had to read it twice to really get the meaning behind the words. I looked online to see if there were groups I could join to discuss this concept. Although I wasn't successful finding this group, I continued to read the book and others like it. You could say that I was hooked. I went to the library and, like a kid in a candy store, I wanted to get everything I could to satisfy my spiritual appetite. In this case, I was eager to learn more about this concept of spiritual enlightenment. I began to self to read self-help books and spiritual books by Abraham Hicks, a group of entities that were channeled by Esther Hicks, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Mike Dooley, Marianne Williamson, as well as other countless spiritual teachers at the time. I spent months devouring these books, so much so that if I were not working, taking care of my young kids and husband at the time, Every single minute was spent learning about spirituality and what it meant in my life. That year, in 2008, my life changed dramatically. As I previously spoke about it on my very first podcast, it was the year when my husband and I decided to divorce. My father-in-law passed away, and our two beloved dogs died within four weeks of each other. It was the most horrible year one can imagine. But it was also the year when I woke up spiritually. Looking back, I now know that it was a pivotal year when my spiritual quest began. Amidst all the chaos and heartache, I began to live again. At the end of 2008, After I had read and learned enough about my life purpose and waking up to my true essence, I embarked on a seven-day trip to Sedona, Arizona. I learned about a company that offered soul adventures. What intrigued me about that was that each day you are met with different spiritual teachers and healers who will perform different healing modalities, modalities that were very new to me. Now, three days before I left, I developed the most painstaking headache one can imagine. I never had this before, and so I contacted my doctor immediately and told her about my symptoms. My medical group managed to get me an appointment with her the following day. After physically examining me, my doctor told me that she was stumped and didn't know what was causing the headaches. Regardless, she prescribed me a quick-dissolving migraine medicine that seemed to work, temporarily. My adventure to Sedona started off pleasantly enough. 
Upon arriving at Phoenix Airport, a shuttle was arranged to take me to the Sedona Adventure Tour office. Along the way, I witnessed the most beautiful scenery of the famous Sedona Red Rocks and its breathtaking, awe-inspiring view of this geographical wonder. Sedona lies at the southern escarpment of the Colorado Plateau, which is a vast upland that extends into the four corners of Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico. When I arrived, I was greeted by a very friendly and amiable owner of the tour company. We went over the five-day itinerary and discussed what to expect during my adventure. The owner told me to keep an open mind throughout the journey and to just allow my inner compass to guide me. Although I was excited and what's ahead for me, I was still a little comprehensive about the soul tour. I managed to get some sleep, but despite that, I still had continuing headaches. The migraine pills helped a bit, but sadly, not by much. To explain better how this headache almost prevented me from continuing my trip, it was as if someone was trying to open my head. The enormous pressure I felt on top of my head was indescribable. And so before meeting my first spiritual host, I managed to do a quick five-minute meditation. Closing my eyes and listening to my meditation tape helped tremendously because the headaches went away and I was able to go on with my day. My adventure guide on the first day was a woman named Martha. She was a life coach. We spent hours talking about my life, the obstacles and challenges I faced, and what I wanted my future to look like. We had a whole day session, and so when we finished talking and Martha helped me with my life plan, I began asking her some questions because I wanted to know who she was. Martha was not your typical life coach. She was an attorney in Washington, D.C., and had recently been promoted to partner at the prestigious law firm where she worked. She was well-connected in the political scene because most of her family members were either senators, congresswomen, well-known attorneys, or staffers at the White House. I asked her why she left it all behind and moved to Sedona to be a full-time life coach. Her answer was simply, because this is my calling. Simple and direct. Love it. After she uttered those words, something incredible happened. Images of Martha running for mayor at a nearby town flashed before me. I was stunned. I mean, I knew I had clairvoyant gifts, but this truly surprised me. I wanted to hold my tongue, but some force greater than me told me to tell her what I just saw, and so I did. Martha's eyes got bigger as I was describing the vivid vision of her running for mayor. After I spoke, I remember how the room became silent for what felt like an eternity. Martha stood up, paced the floor a bit, then turned to me with astonished look on her face and asked if I was sincerely and genuinely telling her the truth about my vision. 
Of course I said yes. I mean, what possible reason would I lie about any of it? She sat down and said that, in fact, a close friend spoke to her a week prior and introduced the idea of her running for local office. She wasn't sure at that point what she will do, but the mayor post really appealed to her. I saw her smile when I knew that she was thinking about it. Upon leaving, I could sense Martha's apprehension, as if she still can't believe what she just heard. But I knew that it was a positive thing that had happened, and so I left her home fully satisfied. The next day, I met with a shaman, or medicine man, who drove from Flagstaff to meet with me. We met right before sunset at Bell Rock. George was not only a shaman, but all was also a favorite local astrologer. George told me that he was a Hopi Indian. They believed that Sedona emitted so much energy, which they referred to as vortexes, that it interfered with their mind and bodily functions. Therefore, they chose not to reside there. Instead, they made Flagstaff, a mere 20 miles away, their home. Astonishingly, George told me that he believed I was a Hopi medicine woman in the past life. And when he said it, I remembered telling him that I believed him. For the rest of the night, George educated me on the star system, the constellation, and its true meaning and significance. We finished our session close to midnight, but the truth was that I could have gone on until daylight that day. I learned so much that night, and for that, I'm grateful to you, George, wherever you may be. By the way, George told me that the reason for the headaches was because my crown chakra was opening up. He explained that we have seven plus chakras or energy points in our bodies, and that chakra, a Sanskrit word meaning wheel, are spinning discs that ideally should be open in order to have an effective and balanced emotional and physical well-being. George's explanation somewhat helped me understand the cause of the headaches, but that led me to learn more about the chakra energy points. My third Soul Adventure host was a woman named Lily. She was a Reiki energy master of 20 plus years. She explained to me the concept of Reiki energy healing and how it complements, if not altogether, heals one's illness just by applying this positive energy into one's body. I lay down while Lily chanted and used the pendulum to help pinpoint the exact location where my body needed to heal. After the session, Lily went over the healing process and what she and the Reiki etheric masters concentrated on. At this point, and after what I had witnessed, I wasn't surprised when Lily pinpointed exactly the problems I was having in my body. Lily advised me to spend the rest of the day and night taking it easy, to drink plenty of water, and to sleep at least eight hours that night so that my body and energy could balance and align properly. I was planning to take her advice, 
but when I was about to drive back to my hotel, I drove past by Cathedral Rock. These awe-inspiring red rocks had a summit elevation of over 4,000 feet. I parked my car and went for a walk. After a few minutes of walking, I decided to stop and sit on top of one of the rocks. I closed my eyes and immediately saw in my mind's eye 10 to 15 Hopi Indians dancing in a circle of fire. On the verge of feeling fearful, an immediate calm came over me and I continued to watch and listen to the chants and to the dancing. When it was over, I tried to recall if there was a message for me and asked why I had seen the vision, but nothing came. However, when I looked at my watch, I was amazed to see that one hour had gone by since I sat down on those rocks. One hour. The experience felt like it happened in only five minutes. On the way back to the hotel, I stopped by a Chinese restaurant and ordered dishes to go, and I ate it silently in my hotel room that night. The following morning, I met with Kathy, who was also an energy healer. I almost didn't want to go inside Kathy's home because I noticed that she had a cat, and I was deathly allergic to cats and can have allergic reactions immediately upon their presence. But for some reason, I decided to go in. Anticipating that I may have to excuse myself and possibly cancel my session altogether, I noticed that after a few minutes, I wasn't having allergic reactions. I turned to Kathy, and with a look of confusion, I told her that I was allergic to cats, but that I wasn't having any reactions to it at all. She smiled and said that her cat was special and that I wouldn't have to worry about it while I was there. Huh. I said, okay, I'll take your word for it, but if I bolt out of that door, you will know why. I was at Kathy's house for over four hours without a single allergic reaction. Wow, that was a first. It didn't surprise me when I learned later on that she named her cat Angel. That afternoon, I met another healer who specialized in breath and sound healing. Christine uses music and breathing techniques to clear out unwanted energies within our bodies. Christine had laid out a very comfortable mat on the floor with two heavy blankets for me to put on. The blankets were somewhat heavy, but surprisingly very comfortable. Prior to laying down on the mat, however, Christine taught me several breathing exercises, which were not easy to do. There was one called the fire breathing technique, where you breathe fearlessly, nonstop, for one minute. I tried it several times, but could not go up to a minute. But I did manage to do 15 seconds, tops. When it was my time for me to do the sound healing, I laid down comfortably on the mat. The music was loud, but Kathy told me not to worry because her neighbors were aware of what she did and were okay with it. Once I was at a comfortable state, I began to see visions on top of clouds hovering over on top of me. 
It felt as if spirit was showing me visions of my near future. And coincidentally, the images coincided with what I wanted to happen in my life at that time. I've always wanted to live in the eastern part of the United States, specifically in Virginia. The visions I was given showed me roadmaps I will take to make it happen. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was so vivid and clear. Sure enough, a few months after I had this session, I was on my way to Virginia where I lived for almost a year. I also recall moving both of my hands and waving it up in the air while I was at this hypnotic state. Most surprisingly, when my hand stopped moving, the music also stopped at the same time. I mean, exactly. Plus, when I opened my eyes, Christine said that the entire session lasted exactly two hours from when we first started. She showed me the clock to prove it. Another wow. The last four days of my trip were mesmerizing. It became clear after my sessions with the healers that I am on the right path and for me to keep going. On the last day, I met with Jane. Jane was an SRT teacher. SRT stands for Spiritual Response Therapy. SRT was founded by Robert E. Detzler. And essentially, SRT is a spiritual healing modality that works on a soul level to release negative programming in all lifetimes, past, present, and even future lives. But Jane did not do an SRT session with me that day. Instead, she brought me back to Cathedral Rock to meditate and to talk. Jane's title at the time was an angel intuitive healer and SRT practitioner. She connected to angels and in particular, archangels. When I heard that, I told her my deep connection to Archangel Michael and how one day he appeared to me in a dream to let me know that he was guiding me in this lifetime. Jane smiled and said that Michael was also her guide. As we gazed through the expanse of the beautiful Cathedral Rock, I began to feel pain in my lower back side. I mentioned how bizarre that I would be feeling this pain as if someone just stabbed me. Jane closed her eyes and said that she could see that I was stabbed by a Confederate officer when I was a soldier during the United States Civil War. Eyes wide open, I wanted her to tell me more. She said that the person who stabbed me in that life also lives in this life as a woman, and she appeared to be close, like a family member or a friend. I didn't know who it was at first, but a few years later, I became convinced that I knew the identity of the person Jane was referring to. Jane also said that this person came into my life to ask for forgiveness. Although I had never spoken to this person, I had fully forgiven her since then. Reading and devouring the meaning of Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, catapulted my need 
to learn and to embrace my true spiritual essence. The concept of leaving the past behind, living my life now, and not worry about my future remains to be a constant reminder that there really is only now. Something to ponder. Ask yourself, if there is something in your life that is hindering you to live your best life, are you willing to acknowledge, forgive, and fully let go? If you do, I want you to close your eyes right now. Think of these negative feelings and beliefs that are preventing you from having the joy, laughter, and happiness you deserve. Now place these negative feelings and beliefs in front of your mind's eye. Look at it squarely in front of you and then say to it, I thank you for the lessons you have taught me. I forgive myself and others who were impacted by this and I now completely and fully forgive and let you go from my life. The lessons have been learned and now it is done. So it is. Open your eyes and know that the simple declaration you have just been given as a gift will help you to forgive, change your beliefs in a positive way, and to let go of the past. When we embrace and live in the now, it doesn't mean that all of the past hurts, trials, and tribulations will completely vanish into thin air. It may, but often letting it go and releasing it from your life is a process. The question is, are you willing to work on this process? If you have said yes, then miraculous things will start to happen to help you release the pain, past trauma, and obstacles. This is what happened to me. In 2008, during the most tumultuous time in my life, I sat down one day and closed my eyes. I prayed and declared to God that I was done being fearful. I was done feeling sorry for myself. I was done reliving the past hurts and trials. I was done and I asked God to help me release them. Within a day or two, I was surfing through the internet and the Soul Adventure Tour site came flashing in front of me. I immediately felt drawn to it as if I needed to explore further. At the time, I wasn't sure if this was the answer to my prayers, but the inner knowing that I needed to pursue it was overwhelming at the time. 
Now I know that it was God's way of answering my prayers. And same thing will happen to you. Once you make that declaration to better your life and embrace your true essence, no matter what that means to you, you will be guided to your next steps. It's up to you to say yes to it. When you do, movement towards your life purpose and destined journey will begin to show up in your life. I know because since 2008, many wonderful and miraculous life-changing events have happened to me numerous times when I said yes to life. Live the best days of your life and treat each day as if there is only now. Tune in next time as I go through more exciting stories that will inspire and motivate you to live your best life. Sending you many blessings and love. Thanks for joining us this week on I Am Ethos. Be sure to tune in next week for our next exciting episode.